Very good. Hello and welcome to Tools in the Shed, a podcast powered by Cars Guide and ready to rip into car stuff that has caught our eye this week. I'm James and with me is Richard. Buongiorno. Who's been looking at auto brands that do other things. And Tom. Yo. Who's been looking at the Gallic influence on the Australian new car market. And stand by for an update on the man who denies the rumour that he's building a spaceship to get back to his home planet, uh, Mars, in this week's Muskwatch. And we'll announce the brilliant winners of our big centenary competition. So stay with us. So first of all, we will get to the feedback that we've had, and people seem to respond to us hitting 100 episodes, which was fabulous. And Jimbo, who has commented before, Jimbo with an 8 instead of a B, which is so cool, bro. Um, Sick. Says, to commemorate 100 episodes, I've created the Cars Guide podcast drinking game. And the following will result in a single drink. A bad car-based pun. Any mention of a Ford Ranger. (laughs) Any vehicle reviewed missing stars from a tested ANCAP rating. So you can be plastered not thinking about what an LDV G10 would do to your newly liberated legs in a crash. (laughs) (laughs) Any mention of a reviewer being a guest abroad to test vehicles because we're sad it's not us. A mention of range anxiety in electric vehicles. Okay, take that on board. Mm. Two words, tyre pressures, right? Crafty, will uh, his ears will be pricking up at that one. But then he's included a hard mode. So a drink per dollar Tesla stock dips. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. That's uh, going to be unconscious very A drink quickly. every time Crafty says, yeah, mid-sentence when someone's speaking. <laughs> Obviously, this isn't a definitive list, so feel free to add your own. Well, Jimbo, with an eight instead of a B, that is fantastic. Inspired. We're going to send you some merch. If if you can uh, send your details to comments at carsguide.com.au, you'll be looking good. Philip Chadwick, happy 100th, guys. Awesome. Now, he has his say on the Velar. Last week, we were talking about are you for it or against it? M4 thinks it's too soft. Um, Richard and I believe it's beautiful. Mm. So uh, Philip Chadwick says, Happy 100th, guys. Awesome. The Velar. I'm with Richard and love the design. It brought the complete styling package into the 21st century. As for the Defender, I want one. Mm. And he's not alone there. So yep. brilliant, Philip. Thank you for the feedback. Wax triple three. Wow. Uh, Velar is a beautiful looking vehicle. Not a vehicle one unless you can afford to buy a new one every time the warranty ends. So, interesting insight. Also, does the new Hiace have five-star ANCAP yet? And I did a bit of digging, and yes, it does. As of May this year, Hiace has five-star ANCAP. Active safety cooked in, I believe. Absolutely. So, in New Zealand, we know Wax 333 is a Kiwi. The G10 Mm. is a very affordable option for courier drivers and other trade services. Happy 100th, guys. So, Mm. fantastic. Thank you very much, Waxy. Hammer rocks. Hammer says... Congratulations on the 100th episode, guys. They went rather quick, didn't they? Then again, as the saying goes, time flies when you're having fun. And just like a fine wine, you guys just get better with age. Damn, I'm full of cliches today. <laughs> I was going to say bird in the hand is worth yeah, That's right. Yeah. Rolling Stone gathers no yeah, moss. Thank right. you. At the end of the day. Uh, so he then joined into the Land Rover Range Rover blob discussion and says he's with Team Campbell. Oh, what? I like my SUVs no. to look tough and muscular. Just look at the new Jimny. Rubicon. Uh, Unlimited, G-Wagon, and now the new Defender. I really like it, particularly the 110. Mm. So do I on Steelies, Mm. by the way. Mm. You just need Um, steel wheels in your villa with some all-terrains. I can can see these. He's talking about the Defender uh, selling like hotcakes. 
I just hope they improve the inconsistent bill quality and unreliability. So that reputation is still lingering. Mm. Time will tell. Thank you very much, Hammer. David Anderson, congrats on your 100th show and thanks. It's been a wild ride. Well, yeah, it has, although we've just been sitting down the mm. whole time. Yeah. It hasn't been much not really. Physical threat. Yeah. Well, oh, we're well, very well strapped in, though. That's true. Yeah. So we can't be thrown out. Um, of I can't move at all. I can't yeah. breathe. <laughs> in regards to the new Defender, I think Land Rover has missed the mark Ooh. as it's lost all its squared off and muscular good looks and now just resembles any typical new Land Rover. Big Bucks Mobile. Hang on. Um, mm. Land Rover should send the design team to a Suzuki dealer and tell them not to return until they can do so in a new Jimny. The long, long wait. We'll give them plenty of time to appreciate the buying public's appetite for something different. Controversial. Mm. Wow. Nice thought, though. Wow. Really mm. nice thought. Good on you, David. Now, the entries mm. to our competition. Mm. This is to win a flight from your nearest capital city in Australia mm. uh, to join us for a day on a comparison test and see what we get up to and make a contribution. We had four that really caught our eye. First of all, Luke Holmes. I should be invited to the Comparo because I am a very sensible man and will provide a sensible voice over against you loonies at Cars Guide. So That sounds pretty good. That sounds pretty good, yeah. although, Tom, I think you did say it sounds a, a little unnerving. Yeah, like, like he might turn up with knives. a weapon. Yeah, yeah. Yes. you didn't say unnerving. You said it sounds like he's going to kill us. Yeah, yeah. frankly. That's yeah. entirely possible. Thank you, Luke. Uh, Twigda. <laughs> Twigda has gone all poetic on us. And here I'll read this. It's yeah. just four lines. It is great. Rhyming couplets. Is it a haiku? Or... No, it's well, not a haiku. We're about it's rhyming couplets. Yeah. I'm your man. If anyone could help, Twigda can. <laughs> car salesmen, yes, I am. Would help compare cars like I compared our bugaboo pram. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Twigda. Fantastic work. Your poetic uh, expression knows no bounds. What a limerick. He made all those rhyme then. Prince Dog. (laughs) Reasons to pick me as your guest road tester. One, I love driving and will happily drive to Sydney. Bracket, saving you guys cash on airfares. End bracket. That's a classic, you know, play on our back pocket. Two, I think differently and can offer some unusual opinions Hmm. and new approaches to car reviews. That's quite scary. In fact, borderline terrifying. (laughs) Three, I'm knowledgeable and a massive fan of the podcast, which is just a straight-out suck-up, you know. But thank you. Yeah. And, bracket, please disregard the fact that I used way more than 25 words in bracket. Sorry that kicks you out of, into touch there, yeah. Prince Dog. He way be, more than 25 words. I think he we would, have to disqualify him. We do. Yeah. We have to. But he would be awesome in a job interview. I know. Like, he'd oh, just be laying He's addressed out. all yeah. the points. Criteria. Yeah. He would drive himself to the job interview. <laughs> but our, our winner, our winner... Uh, who sent it via email to comments at carsguide.com.au is Peter Panousis, who has really picked up the zeitgeist. He understands our ethic and said, I'd like to be your comparison test guest because I've got nothing better on. <laughs> Cheers. Resounding. <laughs> Resounding. That sort of sums I, us up that really, absolutely it? Yeah. yeah. So he's at a loose end. He's got nothing on. He'd do. like to join us. Well, we'd love to have you along, Peter. So you need to send your details <laughs> As do the other three finalists to comments at carsguide.com.au. We'll send Peter uh, details about when he's going to join us and we'll stay in touch. And the other three, we'll send you some merch. So uh, get in touch. Thank you very much to everyone who's given yeah. us feedback during the week. That is just brilliant. Thank you, congratulations, commenters. Now, yep. uh, Richard, we are going to turn to you and we're going to talk about car brands, ostensibly car brands, yeah. that are a bit broader than that. That's it. Um, Lexus has announced 
well, it's hinted that it's going to be making a jet. Okay. Now, this came off the back of the launch of their yacht. Mm. Of course so, it did. <laughs> yeah. Steve, yep. Stephen Corby, probably one of the funniest men I know, went to, to review this yacht um, overseas, of course. And um, while they were there, Toyota-san, head of, the, of, of Toyota Lexus, uh, also hinted that like Honda, because Honda's also oh, branched into see, aviation, Lexus would be producing a jet as well. So the yacht's real. The yacht is absolutely the yacht, real. It's a Lexus produced or designed. Okay, or... so it's so they did it in conjunction with a boat maker. Okay, gotcha. Um, so you know, it's a, and it is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah, like okay. amazing. Millions yeah, right. and millions of dollars, and it's yeah. exactly how you'd imagined it to look. It looks yeah. like a Lexus, you know, LS five hundred for the water. Okay, mm. um, it's it's amazing. Um, and it actually floats because it hasn't been built by Lexus. So, um, <laughs> um, so what I decided to do was have a look at what other um, things that car makers make apart from cars. Okay. Uh, now we already know that Honda does the Jet, the Honda Jet, the Honda Jet, um, and it's a seven-seater business twin-engine jet, which yes. is, looks pretty cool. Yep. Yeah, it's tiny. It's yep. perfect for you know small business flights. But we also know that Honda does lawnmowers. Yeah, they do leaf blowers. And I think they use the lawnmower and... engines in the jet just to fire up. Pre, pre-ignition yeah. before they get going yeah. in the, the H- first stage. <laughs> because when you think about it, mm. Honda, as a brand statement, all of the, the kind of design and engineering integrity you need to make a plane yeah. rubs off on the rest of your brand. You oh, know? yeah, totally. If, if you get it right, one drops out of the sky, not so much. Exactly but, right. But anyway. If you can build an average plane, you can build a pretty good car. Don't Correct. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Honda isn't the only one. Um uh, who have it got? Uh, Mitsubishi also did planes, but we're not going to talk about that. That's on that certain um, conflict. But they now do. Uh, <laughs> well, actually, so there, there is there is a Mitsubishi plane on its way back into the market. Oh, really? They're building. Ah. So you got to remember, Mitsubishi is like it's in Japan. It's a huge conglomerate that builds yeah. all sorts of things. Air yep. conditioners. Air, con- yep. air yep. conditioners. They have a bank in Japan, um, so you can have a Mitsubishi bank card. Um, but they're building a commercial. 72 or 90 seat airliner to compete with uh, Airbus, small, small, small Airbus, small Boeing, small Bombardiers, and uh, it's called the Space Jet. Of course, and they've so it can also go to space. Well, is that a size thing, really? It's a size thing. So inside. So what they're claiming is uh, because they they're able to build it like a lot of. A lot of commercial airliners are built off of a uh, like a, a military plane, or you oh, know, gotcha. they're, they're on forty-year-old kind of architectures. Whereas this plane, because they're saying, "Oh, well, they've it's one of the first planes that they've been able to build from completely from the ground up. Yep. It's going to have class-leading economy mm. leg room." And I don't want to ride that plane. <laughs> I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be the guinea pig that goes in that thing. Well, because that, I trust the forty years worth of airframe yeah. know-how. Yeah. Well, yeah. and and, that, and yeah. that's the other thing. Like, it's taken them so long to build this thing. They still Started building it in 2003 and it still isn't on the market. Ooh. So they're expecting to make deliveries in 2021 or something. Okay. Um, and, the, and, yeah. and that's just because it's not a private jet like the Honda Jet. Um, yeah. it, they require X amount of flight miles to even certify it. Gotcha. Um, so anyway, there's a lot that's gone into it. It's really interesting. You can look it up. So well, why do they do this? Because Toyota also make sewing machines. Do they? They make really good sewing machines, mm. actually. And you wow. buy them in Australia. Can you? Um, yeah. There's oh, well, a- they also do the <laughs> um, pallet. Loaders like yes. uh, what do we call oh, them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forklift, forklift yeah. trucks and, and airport skid equipment, steers and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, my favourite though. Oh, actually, I'll start with your favourite. Yeah. the Toyota Kirabo. Oh, the little Kiribo. robot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Robo. So yeah. want a Kirabo. If only a Kirabo could learn how to speak English. <laughs> 
What's the other one? Honda, Honda did one? Asimo? Asimo. Yeah, Asimo. But they, they, pulled, As- they pulled the plug on Asimo. Asimo oh, had, no, didn't yeah. progress a lot. No. Asimo had these party tricks <laughs> yes. long time ago. And the poo walk. Hung onto them. Yeah. The, the, the walk <laughs> where he looks walk like he's walk. been he's on his way sack. to the bathroom, but yeah. went to the bathroom on the way he's to the bathroom. A, yeah, right. He's got, like, a, hot, he's got a hot sack. Together. A hot um, sack. Yeah. And then finally, I think this is my favourite, Peugeot. Yeah. So Peugeot make cars most of the time, as we know. Yeah. But... They've been making cutlery and pepper grinders and like baking dishes for yes. longer than they've been making cars. Yes. In 1842, oh. they made their first like pepper grinder. Yes. Right? And they were known as the milliners, right? Who just milling um, you stuff, know, spices and stuff. Wow. How's that? They didn't. They didn't produce their first car until when was it? Um, 1889. They're, they're the second oldest car brand. Yeah. 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 So 1889 was their first car. Yeah. 18, 1842 was their first pepper grinder. And they were yeah, um, saws, like yeah. wood cutting saws yeah. and, of course, bicycles and, you know, God knows what else. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, look, you know, General Motors, they were behind the Lunar Rover. Um, yes. Mm. Yep. Um, what else is there? Because oh, General Motors uh, emerged at the time where there was General Motors General Foods, General Electric, yeah. General this, yeah. this general yeah. thing general. was about you have a yeah. pretty broad spread of what you do. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and finally, there's good old Aston Martin, which has been branching into submarines. <laughs> um, a, they created a, like yeah. a villa complex, like an apartment building. Yeah, um, oh, massive growth areas. Boat. Yeah, that's the way <laughs> so, to expand yeah. your volume. It's bizarre. I'm actually thinking of buying my first submarine. Block of flats, really? yeah. and <laughs> no. with a submarine at the front there. You're saying it's booming area, so yeah. I just don't we should under- all be thinking about I it. I don't understand uh, why um, why car maker would would want to make anything other than cars. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's just... a classic case of do you just stick to your knitting and yeah. and do what you yeah. know and do it very well? Yeah, or do you start to be bold and and think we can parlay this expertise and our brand out into other areas and, 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 and make it a bigger business. And make a jet or swimming, make it, swimming pools. It, or I don't know. It would be an interesting interview with Mr. Toyota yeah. to say, yeah. what's all that about? I think it, like mm. an airliner makes sense, but doing – because, you know, there's some commercial yeah. – something coming back, but yeah. making a submarine, really? Yeah. Well, I think Aston Martin, uh, part of their motivation mm. is to just demonstrate the breadth of their – um, yeah, engineering skill, prowess. You know, what they yeah. can do. Yeah, I, look, I interviewed the one of the the, well, the chief designer of Aston Martin last year, and he said the reason why we do it is basically to stop us from getting stale. Yeah, um, mm. and it, you know, by coming up with you know uh, solar tinting for for submarines, it helped him develop a windscreen which didn't require um, like uh, sun visors. So yeah. that's great. It's just him branching out because you things. think about it in the narrower sense around cars, mm. and you see concept cars, and of course they're to put new tech out there. They're also to demonstrate what the brand is capable mm. of, but it's also to let the design team off the leash mm. yeah. and actually get something built yeah. that they'd love to see made real yeah. rather than yeah. constantly being told, no, mm. it costs too much, you can't engineer it, whatever. They just get to make it. Yeah. So you're right. Mm. The stale factor is probably a, a part of it, yeah. And on the, t- on the topic of Land Rover before, they're, they're quite good at making their concepts a reality. Like the Range Stormer concept became the Range Rover pretty much, yeah. and it, yeah. it didn't change an awful lot. And now you've got the new... Uh, you got the new um, Defender, Defender mm-hmm. which doesn't. I mean, if you look all the way back to the DC 100 concept, it's not. Oh, it's not a million miles away. It's not a million miles yeah. away. Range Stormer sounds like the toy you got when you really wanted something else. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of the, 
the, the knockoff yeah. version. Yeah. I, I bet yeah, it, it would have the Spaceball series. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. right. I bet it would have made an awesome Matchbox it's car. Like, Rainstormer like concept. The knockoff version of the Millennium Falcon is <laughs> yeah. called the Rainstormer. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Like the that. Century Falcon. <laughs> 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 All right, that is a really interesting discussion, but I think in the interest mm. of time, we've probably got to kick on, and it would be great to get everybody's feedback mm. and what they make of it. Stuff that we haven't covered, mm. your most obscure uh, yeah. kind of car brands, where do they find their names, what sort of products and all of that. So, fantastic. Thank you, Richard. Now, Tom, you've been looking at the French Quarter, the, yes. uh, the, the brands in the Australian new car market that come from France and the influence, or otherwise, uh, that they're having on the new car sales race. Fill us in. What have you been looking at? Yeah, so uh, it sort of comes off the back of uh, Peugeot recently launched their new 508 in Australia, and um, they also sort of uh, let a few let a few journalists at the at the um, launch in on a, a few things that they're up to in the market okay. and like reasons why they're doing things a certain way. And it's interesting because it's spices, grinding spices. Yeah, <laughs> and they, um, it's it's but it's a it's a bit of a different take, and it it was quite honest about, um, for example, electric cars. So okay. they were saying. They have electric cars in the market at the moment. You know, they've got the uh, uh, E208, which is the electric version of their small 208 hatch. You can buy it in the UK right now. Okay. And it's actually quite an interesting little hatch because it's it's more powerful. It's got more range than uh, the Renault Zoe and the Nissan Leaf and things like that. Um, so it, it's fascinating, and I think it would be an interesting car to have Definitely in our market. Definitely a bigger car than the Zoe, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's one step up from there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so... But they said they're not going to they're not going to bring here yet. Okay. And uh, Peugeot says it's all about um, demand, and there's no point, uh, you know, being flashy and bringing headlines around saying, "Oh, you know, we're going to bring this electric car here." When in reality, you know, demand in the Australian it's market is, is really low. So they yep. said, "When demand's here, we'll bring them." Okay. Um, and the same goes for the, they've got an uh, uh, E. 2008, which basically is it's the SUV version, right. shares the same drivetrain. Because and all you that need, stuff. I mean, you need someone to break that ice. Yeah, that has the financial horsepower to do it. Yeah, and frankly, you know, Peugeot is probably not that company. Yeah. in Australia. Yeah, but but they're, I mean, they're playing a smart move, and they, and they yep. say, you know, they they maintain this kind of profitability worldwide because they only have two platforms as it stands right now, and yep. they're able to market those two platforms across so many different uh, uh, sort of. I don't know, uh, economic zones, yeah. that it, it's quite a profitable thing for them. So, cool. um, And that also extends to choices like uh, not bringing uh, – they're, they're working on a new generation pickup. So they've had a pickup truck before. It, it is called the Peugeot pickup. Um, they sell it in Africa. Yes. And the reason they sell it in Africa is because it's a largely uh, sort of untapped market for this sort of thing. They yep. had a history there of selling uh, versions of their old sedans a and things. The, the Ute yeah. version would be the backy. In yeah, and there was a five hundred four Ute. Yes. I think way back in the day. Yeah, and so very, they've got a bit of history there. Yeah, they've moved a lot of units in Africa in the past, so I think okay. I think they've got a bit of a name there. So they they right. made this thing, and it's on this old Nissan Navara platform. So oh. it's like D twenty one Nissan Navara. So it's like properly ancient. Okay. But they sell this new Ute, which came out in twenty fourteen on that platform, and it, it looks pretty rudimentary. It's a it's a co engineering effort with uh, a Chinese conglomerate called Dongfeng. Yep. And uh, there's a new one coming though. So we we sort of uh, I sort of poked them about the this new you know joint effort, yeah. and I said, You're prone oh, to doing that actually. You do invade people's personal space <laughs> often. You just poke them in the chest yeah. or the arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but but they did say, okay, there's new generation coming, and they said, but it's even though. Australia's got this huge market, you know, as we know for dual cabs. Uh, I'll mention the Ford Ranger, so those hey! playing along with the drinking game can knock drink it now. back there, Jimbo. Yeah, knock it back. Um, <laughs> Which was that the Ford Ranger you mentioned? <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, Richard. Ranger. We, we don't want to yeah. kill them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, they, they, so they've got this new generation Ute coming, but it's not it's not likely to come here, even though they said that there'll probably be a right-hand drive version because what yes. they want to do is sell it in other Oce- Oceanic nations like Malaysia, which is also cool. right-hand drive. Yep. Um, they're going to ship it. I, I'm assuming is a knockdown kit to Malaysia, hmm. build it up as a right-hand drive, and then sell it there. The problem is it starts to... Peugeot have noted this problem with our market in that we have uh, low-quality fuel, but yes. we have a high standard of entry for safety technology. So yeah. they said, well, okay, we we will make this ute compatible with low-quality fuel as you know is required for Southeast Asia and all that. Um, but the problem is... Is it worth us going to the cost of yeah. building it as a knockdown kit, converting mm. it to right-hand drive in Malaysia, then putting all the sensor gear in that requires oh, it for ADR oh. and all that sort of stuff now? No, and it doesn't safety. add up. It doesn't add up, so it'd be prohibitively expensive. But yeah. it's interesting that they're working on it. It's Definitely. interesting they're so honest about yeah. the, that, the way that their business works. Mm. Well, you never know what might happen to make that more feasible. Yeah. You know, at the moment, it doesn't add up, but mm. all you have to have is another market that wants it, and the numbers do line up so who knows or it could be another market changing to introduce yes. um, say for example uh, you know petrol standards that yes. then mean oh okay mm. well because we're selling it in this market with this petrol standard it means that all these computers need to go in to mm. facilitate a different drivetrain which means we may as well put the sensors yes. in because it's cost effective so you know things can change you, and, and but on the flip side you don't want to think about that too much because it will do your head it will the, yeah. the permutations that are possible in any given vehicle are frightening do you know what? it just says to me that we just need to convert to left hand drive yeah the whole right hand drive I think we've said it before and we yeah. need to do it Sweden style overnight yeah. what, yeah. do we do it over the Christmas break yeah, that's oh, probably the it. safest time of year, I would <laughs> thought. Everybody's at, everybody's at home. Yeah, Everyone's yeah. at home. They're ready to hear the public service announcements. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Everybody's been driving more yeah, than two hours, possibly over the, the alcohol Uncle limit. Uncle Joe's had a couple of uh, beers or the whatever. Road He's probably driving on the wrong side of the road anyway. <laughs> I just thought it might be a good time to do it, but... <laughs> no, it wouldn't be, wouldn't be. No, no. Maybe over a long weekend. You're right. It's a ridiculous but, yeah. anomaly. Yes, but, yeah. but in 2019... Yeah. Nearly 2020, yep. it almost seems insurmountable uh, yeah. to make it happen without just mass catastrophes. What about you know? the centre a centre wheel? Well, McLaren F1's yeah. for everyone then. Yep. Um, <laughs> but yeah. like a, a passenger seat either side well, and a steering wheel in the middle. That's one thing I've got to say mm. about electric cars because yeah, you can do the, that. the flexibility mm. is mm. you can probably have a wheel and pedal set that yeah. just swings from one side oh. of the car to the other. Everybody could have a wheel. Everybody could have a yeah. wheel. Um, yeah. So who knows? Mm. In future, it might be easier. Yeah. But, uh, I, I, I mean, that kind of... Um, supply chain operation it, it brought up an interesting thought yeah. about me of how much of a flex mm-hmm. Hyundai is doing by making all of that stuff available in our market knowing full well they probably of won't course. sell many of, of them of course yeah. it's a big statement isn't it yeah. I mean that's probably yeah. part of the culture of the business is to, yeah. to just do everything it can and push 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 yeah. whereas Peugeot seems to be a little more strategic about yeah. where it's going to pick its opportunities well in salt and pepper and salt and pepper baking. sores yep sores grinding grinding yeah, yeah. that's Smart. Never, exactly. Always going to need salt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Tom. That's really interesting. And we will move on to our garage now and what we've been steering in the week prior. And Richard, we will start with yourself, and you've been in an American product oh, yeah. with some scale to it. All the way from Detroit, USA. It's the Jeep Grand Derrick King. Yep. Uh, it's the Limited, yep. which is it's just below the Trailhawk. It's, um, I just want to say, there's a little light went off in my head. I mm. wonder whether our Grand Cherokees are built in America. I think they might come from Canada. I'm not sure. Maybe. Our I'll, readers will know. Uh, our listeners will know. I'll check that. Last time I looked, I, I thought they were Detroit. Um, anyway. 
Sorry. But um, this was so this was a the V6 diesel, okay. which is really interesting because yep. I just got out of the V6 D300 diesel in the Velar. Okay. Um, so it was good to compare, you know, similar Pretty much shaped like and like, like yep. cars. And actually, in in some ways, I I, I really liked the the Grand Cherokee. I love the Velar styling and yep. the 700 newton meters of torque. torque. Yes. But. Um, there wasn't the same amount of turbo lag in the Jeep Grand Cherokee that there was in the Velar. Um, so you could drive the Grand Cherokee on, more sporty-ishly yep. um, without it sort of like changing. I love driving sporty-ishly. sporty-ishly. When, 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 you change, when, when the gears changed by themselves in the Velar, it would yep. drop below the torque band and then you'd have to wait uh, till it kicked in pick again. Pick it up again. Uh. Um, but the, the Grand Cherokee sort of stayed in there. I think mm. that transmission in there was sort of maybe a little bit Just better. one turbo? Yes. Just one turbo. Okay, well, that's a pretty yeah, yeah, impressive yeah. achievement then. Very impressive. Yeah. Was it I mean, particularly fuel efficient, though? Uh, yeah, you know oh, what? Okay. Um, I, look, I, I d- filled up yesterday. I, I drained the tank, so I've got a fuel reading. <laughs> Hold um, on. You filled up and then drained the tank. <laughs> so, you know, Why you did do. you do that? So I haven't, I haven't worked it out yet. I've taken, a, I've taken a photo of the number of litres that I, I put in. And you know what? I'm going to do this now. Did you just drain the tank this out is... onto the forecourt at the <laughs> server? No, look at this. I'm going to do this for the people at home. I don't often do this. This I is, a, this is a new podcast yeah, exclusive. No one's ever done this before. Richard you calculates. You can work this out. You can work this out. <laughs> I travelled 239.8 kilometres. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you how much I put in at the, at the BP. Or at the, I won't mention the name, but no, I have it now. <laughs> Too late. Um, <laughs> So I put in 26.07 litres. Fabulous. After, how long did I say? How far? <laughs> 200 and something but kilometers. But you drained 239.8. Anyway. Okay, great. Yeah. I right. drained it, you know, a quarter of a tank. Well, how about we put those numbers up behind us? We'll work out what it for is. For the people on YouTube. Oh, that's the right. First, there they are now. The first commenter are. gets a shirt or something. Yeah. 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 <laughs> a yes. shirt. Gets this shirt. You can get, have this oh. shirt. Oh, well, I'll sign it for you. No, we don't want that shirt. Take <laughs> uh, it. Do you want it now? Well, that's good. What an interesting opportunity, though, to yeah. go from the Velar straight to that. Yeah. You, you wouldn't think of them in the same uh, thought, but you, you wouldn't. You and the Velar was a, a more luxurious and beautiful and you know ex- yeah. ex- experience, prestigious experience. But yeah. um, for you know for what it is, yeah. um, the Grand Cherokee was also pretty cool. I, I I really enjoyed driving that. You feel tough in it. It feels like an Iron Man sure. suit. Did you get um, used to those fully? Captain America wheels. Yeah, oh, they were, they were shiny, <laughs> shiny McShine. It's the first thing you see, hey? Yeah, you know what, you do. And I've had a few comments about the car as well from, you know, various people, neighbours and stuff like that. Still so. massively popular in yeah. the States. Yeah. Um, I, you know, it, it goes off in America. I really like it. I try not to think about the moose test, uh, yep. which was conducted uh, 10 years ago or so. Um you know, just be careful. Those inner, inner city <laughs> mooses. Yeah. You want to be uh, yeah. careful. I hate those mooses. Now, Tom, we'll we'll go to your good self. And you've been in a South Korean product? Yes. Uh, Kia Sportage. Yep. Um, which has had a mild range adjustment. Um, okay. So they've changed. It, uh, it's pretty boring on paper. They've changed the names of two of the variants. They've reintroduced manual on the base, too. All right. And uh, But, you know, it's still available with diesel or diesel all-wheel drive or uh, petrol front-wheel drive. Um, and yeah, it's. I think given um, sort of you know it's been on the market for a little while now, it it holds up really well. Um, mm. And the thing that most impressed me is it was just good at everything. Okay, there was no one thing that sort of stuck out to me. I went, oh, it's not very good at that. What, maths, right. Good at maths. Good. At yeah, it's PE. good at maths. It's good yes. at PE. Um, <laughs> 
bit of music. Yeah. Very oh, good on the play recorder. Guitar. Can just pick up any instrument. But but, but particularly the thing, like you're behind the wheel of... of it has the, the symbols between its <laughs> knees and the drum on its back. <laughs> yeah. But you, you know, you're behind the wheel of this thing and, and, and what particularly stands out, I think, uh, from a driving perspective is, is the balance of the suspension tune. It, okay. it feels, I think it even feels better than the, the Tucson, which is sort of a cousin car so on the local, same platform. So a local tune on this car? Yeah, local, okay. locally tuned For suspension. conditions, yeah. Really well yeah. balanced. Like it, it is kind of, um, it's not super comfort spec, mm-hmm. like it's, it undulates over stuff and, and all that, you can all the rest Graham, of that. I think Graham for that. Graham Gambold. Graham Gambold. Graham Graham, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like he's the he's the Gandalf of suspension. He doesn't actually touch anything. He just stands near the car, concentrates yeah. on it, and the suspension tune changes. He yeah. doesn't. He gets very close though. He does. He can feel. You can, you see, can it. see its aura. You can see it. And there's aura. sometimes a little flicker of yeah. electricity between yeah. his hands and the car. Graham, this shocking needs a little bit more. I'll be right over. Right over. And then just does just that. Focuses and then fix, on it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Hear nothing but heavy breathing. Oh. Mr Miyagi style <laughs> in uh, the Karate Kid. Ah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Wax on, wax off. Yeah, yeah but it, I mean, for, and from the base up, it's. Got you know uh, the required active safety stuff. It's even got lane keep assist on the base car. Okay, and um, you know you get a big media screen with Apple CarPlay, Android Auto. So it's just sort of it's good at everything, and, and I like that about it. And what about a cost of entry into the one that we were driving? Are you on top of that one? Yes. So I have some prices here, and I've driven two of them so far. Okay, of the updated range. So that's uh, I've driven the SX in two liter front wheel drive. Yep, six speed auto, and I've driven an SX. X plus, same spec, so two-wheel drive, front-wheel drive auto, yep. and uh, in about a week's time, I think I'm, I'm hopping into a GT line, so which what, will be a diesel. So what's the spread of numbers from there? Okay, so wise? starting from the base, um, which you, you can now get a six-speed manual in the two-liter front-wheel drive, that's 28,990, okay. um, and it reaches all the way up to 49,490 wow. for the okay. all-wheel drive GT line. So, so call it just under 30, up to high 40s. Yeah, yeah. almost 50, yeah. yeah. You would All never right. spend $50,000 on a Portage. I think you might be surprised because... Really? No, because you'd step up into a bloody Sorrento. Well, yeah, you could easily, right? Or a normal Sorrento. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could easily, right? But I, I think it's that whole thing of walking the range. So, you know, people go into the dealership that, with that the... That limited edition didn't yeah. go well. <laughs> the bloody Sorrento. The bloody Sorrento. Uh, oh. Yeah, it was yeah. controversial. The New South Wales Road Safety Centre did not like that. Morbid. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and, and I had this I had this interesting conversation with Editor Mal about, oh, where's, where's the sweet spot in this range? And, yep. you know, right. from a value Under point of view, the center of gravity. So, what did you what did you land on? Well, Where is well, the sweet spot? From a value point of view, it's the, the thirty two four ninety automatic front wheel drive SX because okay. it has everything. All right, almost. But then, it it would be quite easily. It, it would be quite easy to walk in and be walked up the range to the SX Plus because the leather well, seats and all that sort of especially stuff. Especially if you're as gullible as me. Yeah. You can walk me up to <laughs> yeah. anything. Anyway, yep. Tom, we have got to move on. We've yes. just got to keep going in the interest of time. I'm sorry. And we'll quickly touch on the car I've been driving, which is a ferocious machine. The F-Type Jaguar uh, oh. SVR. So it's the specially built, offline, completely mm. tuned up. Uh, 423 kilowatts, that's about 570 horsepower. Um, Again, 700 newton meters, there's Mm. that magic figure. Mm. But in a lightweight thing, it's a 5-liter quad cam V8, supercharged. It's good looking. Oh, man. And you put that thing into sport and start shifting the gears manually, and it... You know, the Jaguar cat, it feels like a wildcat just yeah. kind of leaping well, up the road. I, I saw it in the garage and I actually took the Velar over that one night because it was bucketing down rain. Uh, I just thought, I'm not even going to attempt fate. Well, look, it's like zero yeah. to 100k, 3.7 seconds. Yeah. So you're talking well sub four seconds, mm. uh, 0 to 100. 
Now, it had some upgrades. F-Type broadly had some upgrades to its media system and now has Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. That was late last year, or best part of a year ago. Um, but this exhaust, titanium and Inconel uh, exhaust, has dialed up the the bark, this wow. brutal bark that the exhaust mm. lets out. People half a suburb away know that you're <laughs> arriving. It is fantastic, especially on startup. You know, small children burst into tears when the car starts up. Oh, oh. See, I don't know if I'm, I'm oh, on board it. with that. I love it. All the theatre that goes with it, but you've got to cough up three hundred grand to own it. Yeah. Although I've got to say, I like every version of that car. Oh, the, the V6, the four-cylinder, they're all great. It's beautiful. So that mm. was a great experience. Mm. Now mm. we are going to move into our marquee segment, Musk Watch. Right, okay. So, after our exclusive interview last week, um, oh, I thought yes. it was best if we just rewind a little bit and mm. touch on uh, Elon's exploits with Tesla at the Nürburgring. Yep. Because, as we know, Porsche uh, set a new electric four-door record mm-hmm. around the Nürburgring, officially timed, all that kind of action. With the toucan? Seven minutes. Mm. Yes, the two, Sam Toucan, yep. who doubles mm. as the uh, mascot Very for Fruit Loops. And a big helmet. Yeah. Big, uh, yeah. Um, so the Taycan, Taycan, <laughs> Taycan. <laughs> take it as you can, did seven minutes, 42 seconds. So fast yeah. ec- uh, fastest electric production four-door. Showroom stock. Wow. Street tyres. It was the turbo version. They have the turbo and the turbo yep. S. So this was one down from their top spec Cup model. Holders. Yep. So Elon immediately gets onto this and says, we're at the Nürburgring. Next week. Okay, so can't take the fact that, that Porsche has yeah. gone out there and got a record. Deal with it, Anyhow, bro. pulled a few things together. There was a Model S, did 7 minutes 23. What was That's the fast. Take, what was the taken again? 7 minutes 42. Now, let me just fill in the gaps here. The Model <laughs> S, flared guards, rear spoiler, different front grill, uh, grill Stripped interior, fat rubber. In fact, the rubber is Goodyear Eagle F1 Super Sport RS, which is their most radical semi-slick tyre. It is basically a racing tyre. Um, it's also the P100D Plus, which is their three-motor poto- uh, prototype. So mm. they're calling it plaid, yeah. plaid thing, which is another reference to uh, Spaceballs, yep. the movie, where ludicrous mode comes from, <laughs> yes. and then they've gone to plaid. <laughs> and then they get that had pattern all oh, over, over the them. top it's of them. Amazing. So it's the best. apparently, I was digging into this to find out where the original plaid joke came yeah, from. Yeah. It's a, apparently a take on Scotty from Star Trek. Oh. Star Trek, right? Wearing uh, Star, Trek, yeah. Star Trek from the postal. Service. Star Trek. Yeah. Star Trek. <laughs> they will deliver on time every time. And Where, where's so my package? I'm giving her all she's could, got. Could, could be Scotty's kilt and scar, uh, Star Trek. Star Trek. Um, Star Trek. So warp and weft are two directions in, of yarn in weaving, of yes. plaids or kilts and that kind yeah. of stuff. So warp, yeah. warp speed, yes. plaid, oh, kind, oh, of like some uh, kind of gotcha, gotcha. Other people have other theories. That's yeah. one that sounded yeah. semi-plausible. I like that one. Um, so experienced burger ring racer Thomas Much was behind the wheel. Nico Rosberg had put his hand up and said, if you need a good driver, I'm available. But that didn't come to pass. Oh, sucking up, That was up, all Nico. A, a Twitter Slow. conversation. They've erected another wedding marquee, this time at the Nürbur- uh, Nürburgring. Uh-huh. Um, so it's just this sort of makeshift yeah. uh, Is that facility. to build this car from scratch? Don't know. They've also installed a supercharger just to stick one in Porsche's eye. Like, okay, we're here. We've got a supercharger. Um, so it was a full lap. There was a bit of chat that it was actually only a bridge to gantry lap, which yep. is where on your public days you can't speed yeah. between the finish over the finish line. Yep. Yeah. And it takes out about, on a normal lap, 20 seconds worth of time. Uh-huh. Um, but it was a proper full lap of the thing. But you've got to mm-hmm. say that the car was heavily modified. Yeah. Yeah. And sure enough, you look on Twitter and in response to this, 
A guy called Vincent says, quote, September 16th, Tesla Plaid Model S finished the Nürburgring in a hand-stopped 7 minutes, 23 seconds, which is 20 seconds faster than the Porsche Taycan. Congrats, Elon Musk and Tesla. Like, people are just taking it at mm. face value. Yeah. Mm. It's faster than the Taycan, which is... A cynic would say yep. the object of the exercise. Yeah, if you spend thirty grand on modifications, it's faster. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. So we'll get some we'll get some headlines out of this, uh, and we'll be seen to be beating look, Porsche. I'm going to put it out there and say Tesla fans actually aren't car fans, really. Righto, um, you're a Tesla fan. Uh, I'm I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Elon Musk's um, innovation and brain and courage, but you know he's All also right. I I believe. Um, can be a little bit arrogant and n- not no. <laughs> you know, so if I was no. on, if I was on Tesla's marketing yeah, team, cool. I'd be I'd be packaging all that stuff together and, and selling it as a Nurburgring edition. Well, yeah. look, who knows? Yeah. There is this train of thought that says this is genuine prototype testing. Yeah, that it's this three motor car, the new version, and it just happens that they put in a lap time and someone hand timed it from yeah. Auto Motor and Sport, or you know, and they got a time. It seems a little bit yeah. convenient to yep. me. It's it's got it's, to have been a planned move. It's not the same. Um, no. I mean, if Porsche had have done exactly the same thing oh. with their car, then you'd be looking at a time well below that. Yeah, um, yeah. So, just, yeah. So Porsche yeah. won't go there, but Tesla has. I yeah. think. I think. I think. Um, Elon Musk needs to show a little bit of grace here mm. and actually come up with something, a stock standard car, which can beat the Porsche. Because yeah. if look, anything, that, I think that damages the Tesla more. He than, might. Yeah. He might. Yeah. Who knows? This is just Roadster, a first, maybe. A first four. Possibly, yeah. Um, anyhow, moving on. He has, Elon, the dear leader, uh, tweeted a picture of their um, workshop for the Mars Starship. I love how you say picture. Picture. You could use My father a, was a very JP. particular yeah. that I should say picture, not picture. I've noticed that before. Okay. I mean, go. sorry to bring it up. Well, now you've noticed during it again. the podcast at a very inopportune time. <laughs> well, was it a JPEG or a PNG? <laughs> I've no idea. Um, so he said yeah. this picture, and it is yeah. quite an interesting uh, landscape. And yeah. those on YouTube will see the picture behind us. Um, and he said, "Droid junkyard, Tatooine," right? Which is uh, yeah, obviously a Star Wars reference. <laughs> Um, and one some one person's responded saying, "Oh, droid junkyard, Tatooine!" Three exclamation points. Ah ha 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 ha! Love that smiley face. <laughs> oh man! Then Cairo Ruga Echo Alpha Mike. Wow, that's which a handle. spells uh, cream. If mm. you take those first letters, <laughs> the difference is that the guy running the droid junkyard actually made money. I know you don't care because that's not your model, but it matters to someone. Junk secured. Wow. <laughs> Which is a bit of a burn. Um, I don't So like Musk you. said in a tweet last month that SpaceX will conduct one hop test with the new Starship vehicle in October. Cool. Then the company will attempt to send the craft into Earth's orbit. <gasps> Did so you see it do its thing? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, viewers and listeners will have seen that mm. on the podcast. So it's look, it's all real. Yeah. Uh, it's I'm, just the corny kind of Star Wars. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the um, Nürburgring lap time where they beat NASA. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That wasn't. Well, that does make sense. That will be with the Jets. Yes. So it, was a jo- it was a joke. Oh, Richard. Uh, okay. Now, <laughs> this one is really interesting in that um, a person has put on Twitter a picture of their car, which is, has a bumper with a scuff on it. One of those classic, I've miscued on a pole or a wall or whatever, mm. and you've got that white kind of round bit and then these streaks yeah. of scratching behind Every it. Camry has one of those. Every yeah. Camry, front yeah. or back. Yeah. And the person with this car has had a brainstorm, absolute genius moment. So those, again, on YouTube can see what we're talking about. 
So on the edge of the front wheel arch, they put a Street Fighter character pushing forwards and it makes the scratching look like a burst of energy in a Street Fighter game. And Elon has tweeted, Hadouken! Hadouken! A <laughs> couple of uh, exclamation points, which is, to anyone who knows Street yeah. Fighter, is one of these characters. And I just thought it was well, such a, like a great re- thing. Re- and the signature move. It's amazing. That's so clever. The person who mm. uh, posted the first image had improvise, adapt, overcome, which I did some digging. I wasn't familiar with it. And that uh, is the, the very Country Women's Wikipedia said it's a Marines, US Marines kind of reference. Not CWAs. That, that's their ethos, yeah. you know, improvise, adapt, overcome. But yeah. I think it's actually a, a more, more of a thing that uh, Bear Grylls is known Bear for. Bear Grylls, uh, right. Yeah, it's go. a quote yes. from him now. So it could be, could be either, could be <laughs> both. Whether it originates <laughs> from the Marines or oh, not, who knows. Apparently the Country Women's Association also used that uh, slogan. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have enough flour for the scones. <laughs> improvise, adapt, <laughs> overcome. Yeah. Use, use Rotary Association. Else. Use some sand. Yeah. Who knows? Wow. It's not moist enough, Gladys. Improvise, adapt, overcome, Glad. Um, so the share price this week is $243, which is down four bucks. Oh, how many Ooh. drinks is that? It was that's $247 four, four four last drinks. Week. So hard mode, that's four drinks. Yeah. Or well, four standards. Jimbo is under the table. Yeah. He is gone. Yeah. So it's two um, mentions of Ford Ranger. Yeah. And- <laughs> um, but Yahoo Finance, a guy called Vince Martin, said, and he's really summed it up in just a couple of lines, Mm. there is not a stock in the market with a more pitched bull and bear divide than Tesla. Um, Bulls cite a massive growth opportunity and a company that can help improve life on Earth. Bears Mm. point to the company's lack of profitability, a long list of broken promises, and an arguably inflated valuation. Mm. So there are, it's quite an extreme stock in terms of the way people acquire it or divest themselves of it. With that bull bear thing, yep. aren't they both really ferocious animals, though? True. Wouldn't but they're just have... going in opposite directions. But, but wouldn't they? I mean, who would, you, who would you rather fight, a bear or a bull? Oh, that's a tough one. I reckon it would be easier to evade a bull. Yeah, because a bear. But a bear, a bear's just a scrapper. You know, yeah. a street fighter. Yeah. It'll be oh. down there and dragging you You're in, just and they're quite hooks into they're one. They're quite leg. intelligent bears. Whereas a bull yeah. is a little more civilized. Yeah, and it's kind of giving yeah. you a bit of notice, yeah. hoofing the ground, yeah. and bear, lets you know when it's coming. Bears can bloody climb oh, as well. Yeah, you can climb a tree with a bull. Yeah. Uh, give me the bull any time. Yeah. Um, so with that, we have reached <laughs> the finish line. Bear or bull, doesn't matter. Thank you, Richard. Thank you. And thank you, Tom. Thank you. And congratulations to our winner of the competition, Peter Panusis. I forgot his name. Panusis. Anyway, very very well done. Well done, And thanks to Mr. Pritchard for his behind-the-scenes work in getting our second century off to a flying start. 101. Look, leopard skin is an obvious theme today with Mr. Pritchard. I'm just not sure there's enough of it. Mm. Uh, I think the tights are enough of it. But the fantasy tan does actually set it off Mm. beautifully. Coming out the side there, though. Oh, Okay, I can't unsee that. Yeah. Um, please pass on the word about the podcast and let us know your thoughts by searching for Cars Guide on Facebook and Instagram using the hashtag CGPodcast or email us at comments at carsguide.com.au. And a winner, runners-up, please use that address. If you're an iTunes listener, please rate and review us and remember you can watch us on YouTube. Until next week, some mongrels broke into my mum's garage during the week. Bastards. Took a whole bunch of stuff, including her favourite limbo stick. I mean, how low can you go? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's not even car related. Garage? Oh, yeah, right. Oh, yeah, okay. (laughs) That was a really good one.